What's up, everybody? Welcome into this edition of Warchant TV. I'm Aslan Hajavani, joined by managing editor of Warchant.com, Irish Show Fell. Hit the thumbs up, everybody. Check out all the great video we have over on our YouTube page right now. Uh, over 30 minutes of newcomer interviews. If you're a subscriber to Warchant.com, you can just go right to the Tribal Council and get all the juicy nuggets from Corey Clark, who meticulously summarized everything there. This man right here meticulously summarized this ongoing battle between Florida State and the ACC, Ira. Uh, great work from you last night on a, on a, on a Monday, man, like guy out here grinding, right? Because it's <laughs> yeah. Tuesday right now. Kind of came up with the days. So we have an amended complaint between Florida State and the ACC. Uh, Florida State with some new information they put into this thing, some rebuttals. I guess let's start at some of the, the more new revelations in there. We can't believe everything we read on an internet message board, but apparently some of the stuff <laughs> in regards to uh, John Swafford, the former ACC commissioner, maybe his relationship with the uh, the former St. Jefferson pilot, a.k.a. Raycom Sports stuff, uh, maybe some of that stuff was to be believed after all. You know, like you said, it's, it's it's new information in the complaint, but it's not necessarily new information to people that have been really fighting this battle on the message boards or on social media for years. Uh, you know, the, the ACC and the SEC both, have had long-standing relationships with Raycom Sports going back decades because that was kind of how college football was and college sports really were broadcast back in the day regionally on these regional networks. And Raycom, like you said, Jefferson Pilot before them, uh, was, a, 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 I guess, based in Charlotte, North Carolina, had long-standing ties to both conferences. And one of the things that really is hammered home repeatedly in this uh, document, the new amended complaint from Florida State against the ACC, is that uh, John Swafford, who was commissioner for a long time at the ACC, that he basically was refused to let Raycom die. That you know the SEC cut Raycom out of their contract when they re-upped with ESPN in the late 2000s. Uh, but when when the ACC was up for renewal in 2010, they were on the open market. ESPN and Fox came to bid on the ACC's rights. Uh, Florida State's contending that you know John Swafford said no. We're the only way we're going to do a deal is if Raycom is involved. Well, it turns out, you know, obviously, and this is something that, as you said, had been on the message boards for a long time, Chad Swafford, uh, John Swafford's son, is an executive at Raycom Sports. And so, you know, again, I've never given a whole lot of merit to that. I mean, look, John Swafford's son, I'm guessing, was not born at third base. He was born crossing home plate. So if, if Raycom Sports died, I've always felt like they'd find him another job somewhere else. But I think... That relationship, the argument there is also that the, the relationship with that uh, North Carolina-based company uh, probably, you know, kept Florida State and these ACC schools from making as much money as they could have uh, on the open market. So that's kind of one of the things in there. But yeah, they go repeatedly after John Swafford in this complaint. Um, it's it's a much more uh, uh, abrasive, combative complaint than the original one. But that kind of matches. I think what they got from the ACC, you know, when, when this all started, the ACC and Florida State both put out complaints basically within 24 hours. Then the ACC filed their amended complaint and, and sought damages. They really went after Florida State and said Florida State broke all these confidentiality agreements and uh, breach of contract and all these different things and wanted seeking damages in North Carolina court. Florida State has clearly uh, responded in kind going at the ACC and John Swafford. Right. And in some of that rebuttal there, I mean, you mentioned the ACC is accusing Florida State of breaching contract, breaching confidentiality. Florida State bounces back in that amended complaint the other day and basically says there was nothing that we signed that says anything about confidentiality. We're a public university. Anything that we do in relation to this uh, sort of contract that we're dealing with with the grant of rights and media rights, is it's it's readily available. So that's that kind of seems like he's trying to chop off one of the main legs from that rebuttal that, that the ACC put out earlier in the month. Yeah, and, and 
we're obviously not attorneys, guys. But right. but from a common sense standpoint, they make some pretty good arguments. One of the things they say is, you know, you're saying that the Florida State's breaching this contract because they're suing the conference that they're a member of. Well, FSU points out that, hey, you actually filed your lawsuit before we did. You sued us as a member of your conference before our lawsuit was even filed. And, and for people that don't remember, Florida State called a Board of Trustees meeting uh, in late December, and it was pretty well speculated that Florida State was going to go ahead and file a lawsuit against Florida State. The ACC filed their complaint the night before in North Carolina court to kind of beat Florida State to the punch. There's theories that maybe it was for jurisdiction or whatever it is, but they filed their lawsuit before Florida State even decided to. The Board of Trustees decided the next day to go forward with the suit. And then, as you said, the, the confidentiality agreement, one of the things that is alleged is that Florida State gave over the grant of rights uh, to our guy, All Knowles, a blogger at Warchant.com. All Knowles is not a blogger at Warchant.com. He is a subscriber and a longtime message yes. board poster. We appreciate you. And an attorney, Hal Martinborough. And he requested the grant of rights, and he got it from Florida State. And the ACC said, well, you violated our confidentiality. Well, the Florida State, in this amendment complaint, points out that, first of all, we don't have any confidentiality agreements with the ACC. And second of all, we're not allowed to. This is There are public open records in the state of Florida. And Florida State, in this complaint, is basically saying, listen, we're part of the state of Florida. We don't have any kind of way, way to waive that those records. So they backed up Ashley Moody, the attorney general, who's, who's, who is also separately complained to the ACC and said, we want all of these documents, not just the grant of rights, which they have, but also the ESPN television contract agreement with the ACC, which has never left the state of North Carolina. When we, We've written those stories in the past about all these attorneys from FSU and other schools having to go to Charlotte, North Carolina, or Greensboro at the time to look at these documents. That's really what they were looking at is the ESPN television agreement. Well, now Florida State in this uh, uh, complaint and also Ashley Moody, the attorney general, are saying, no, we want it all to be public because we're a public school. And we'll have to see. I, I have a feeling within the next week or so we're going to get another amended complaint or some sort of response from the ACC. Uh, part of the Monday's uh, you know, work that you did and then fleshing everything out that was in this amended complaint, Ira, I guess also the fact that Florida State's pointing out once again, now the ACC hasn't followed their own protocol when it comes to things, right? I mean, in the original... Um, you know, sort of complaint that Florida State released, you know, part of it was the fact that when they did go ahead, face the ACC and extend the grant of rights, there wasn't a vote done, which they need to have like a two-thirds approval or something along the lines of that? Or? Right. The, well, that there was a, they extended, when they extended the grant of rights, there was a, there was votes done, but when they extended ESPN's window to extend the contract from 2036 to 2037, that's the contract, not the grant of rights, that that was done basically just by the commissioner on his own. Uh, the ACC schools were not involved. Yeah. Right. Well, then again here, the ACC filing suit against Florida State, that was not something, that's something that's material uh, legal work that needs to be voted on upon the, the members of institutions of the ACC. That was not done either. This that's time. definitely what they're alleging. They're saying that in the Constitution for the ACC that they have to have a meeting between all the ACC schools and the two-thirds majority have to vote to do any kind of legal action that involves the conference. And their allegation is that that never happened. Now, it's possible maybe they just didn't send FSU the email. Maybe they said, you know what, we're just going to have a separate uh, meeting and not involve you guys. I, I don't, you know, we, we'll see what the ACC responds. But, yeah, that's their allegation that this whole lawsuit, the whole lawsuit that the ACC filed is null and void because they never had a meet. They never noticed a meeting and they never had a meeting. Basically, the implication is that Jim Phillips, the current commissioner of the ACC, just decided on his own to file a lawsuit against one of the members of the conference. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see what the ACC says back.
All right. Well, then, Ira, I mean, I've heard of the, the term Sue for Peace. I don't know if that's what the road that we're on right now, but seemingly, listen, I've been part of bad contracts, like working in television. I've signed some really bad contracts. And at the end of the day, you know, me, I've signed it. I'm accountable for that. But at the same time, it's like, listen, I'm making $8.89 an hour. If I want to leave this job, I have to pay you $5,000. I have to pay you like three quarters of my salary just to get out of this thing. That's not fair. This may or may not be a real story, guys. It may not be a real story after all. Um, you know, Florida State seemingly though is outlining all these sort of parts that are unenforceable because, you know, Florida State says that a lot of this stuff, grant of rights and stuff, violates their ability to be part of the open market, which goes against Florida Constitution or Florida statutes, rather. I mean, is this just going to be a constant back and forth? The, the hoping at some point each side realizes, all right, like we've we've emptied out the clip on everything that we have. We'll just figure out a, a minimal way to get rid of or, or separate, I guess. Is that the, the ideal goal here? Well, I think, first of all, emptying out the clip is probably a good way to say it. And I think Florida State's probably hasn't emptied it out yet. And I think the ACC probably hasn't emptied it out yet. And that's kind of what we're going to see here going forward. I mean, what what's really happening is, is you know, obviously Florida State, they're not going to say it officially, but they want to get out of the ACC. They want to try to find out if they can get the SEC or the Big Ten without paying $570 million uh, in between the grant of rights and the exit fee. So they're trying to see if they can get out, get that reduced or, or thrown out completely. That's probably not going to happen. The ACC is trying to get every penny they can get from Florida State. I think the ACC realizes now FSU's not here for the long term. They want to get every penny they can for their member schools and to keep the conference viable. Um, and now they're going to ask the courts to decide it. And I, I think how you read these complaints and how you view the argument probably depends on which side you're on. I, you know, Again, ultimately an, an unbiased jo- judge, whether it's in Florida or North Carolina, that's to be determined, is going to have to be the one that decides who's right. And whether or not, like you said, Florida State signed these agreements, that's an argument that the people in North Carolina will make and some non-Florida State people will make. Hey, you signed these agreements. You signed the grant of rights. What Florida State pointed out in the first contract, in the first complaint, and then again in this complaint, even harsher, is that they felt like they were swindled, uh, that, that John Swafford uh, feigned is the word they used, uh, that there was an ultimatum from the ACC, from the ESPN that there would be no ACC network and no renegotiated contracts from the ESPN if Florida State and these other schools didn't sign the grant of rights. They feel like they were held hostage, so they signed the grant of rights originally in 2013, then again in 2016, but they felt like they did it under false pretenses. And again, you know, the ACC is going to argue, no, you know, you knew everything that we knew. Um, and again, that's what something the courts are going to have to decide. But I would say this, just from, you know, a, a lot of people ask, like, how long is this going to go? Like, how long of a process is this? If it goes through the legal process from the attorneys I've talked to, it could be a long, long, long drawn out process. I think the fact that Florida State's ratcheting up the rhetoric, the ACC's ratcheting up the rhetoric, and again, if this continues, you, you, at some point they are going to empty out the clips. And, and at that point, it, how far do they want to go? And so I think that's what we're going to see now is in the next complaint or two, do they get to the point where both sides say, okay, look, this isn't good for anybody. We need to sit down, come up with an agreement. Maybe it's $200 million. Maybe it's $150 million. Maybe it's $300 million. Uh, we're not paying 570 and they're not going to walk away and let you go for free. So at some point you feel like there's got to be mediation um, because if it goes to the courts, it could go a long, long time. Right. I guess some good news, too, we're seeing from other outlets. Apparently other schools in the conference seem to be perhaps posturing themselves for potential exit plans or at least putting themselves in position to where if it comes down to that, they can have an easier path out. It seems like North Carolina, the, the 
you want to call a flagship school in this conference, that's probably it. I mean, that has to be pretty encouraging as well for not only Florida State fans that are in this battle on the message boards, but also the folks that are involved in this case. Yeah, they're, they're, there's some activity going on there, and it's curious because um, one of the things people really haven't figured out is these schools that have these states that have two schools, uh, North Carolina or two multiple uh, public schools, North Carolina. There's a feeling that NC State would be left behind. North Carolina, we all know, is very attractive. That The SEC and Big Ten would probably both love to have North Carolina in their conferences if the ACC disbands or if North Carolina bails. But who wants NC State? And so now you have all these lawmakers and, and, and you know power figures in the state of North Carolina who are like, wait a minute, if North Carolina leaves, we can't let NC State be left behind. Similar to what happened when Virginia in Virginia Tech when when, when uh, the ACC expanded the reason they brought in Virginia Tech was basically political pressure on Virginia to get Virginia Tech in this conference because they felt like Virginia Tech would be left to die on the vine in the Big East so which is what Washington State's having to go through right now right. with Washington leaving for the uh, Big Ten so now you're getting a lot of po- political people involved in all this and uh, again it's it's bigger than just what happens in these offices behind us in the Moore Athletic Center or even at Westcott Hall at, at the university uh, there's a lot of powerful people in Involved in this. Speaking of powerful people, Irish Fell, Corey Clark, and Jeff Cameron, they'll be hanging out over on Central Headlines from 1 to 3 o'clock live. So go check that out uh, and see the replay as well. And go check out Ira's story. Uh, it's incredibly detailed, thorough, and has all the information you need to keep posted on this ongoing developing story that has a huge, huge uh, power impact swing for Florida State and the entire college football world, probably. And I think uh, we also have the amended complaint actually uploaded now on the site. So if you want to read all 59 pages, it's a lot of it's it's a quick read. It's a breeze, kind of like a Grisham uh, novel. <laughs> Real page turner. <laughs> yeah. You go uh, check that out as well. He's Ira. I'm Aswell. Thanks for watching. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. We certainly would appreciate that.